You're listening to the Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio family of podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. It's that time once again to sit down at the Nerd Table with your favorite nerds. Starting with me, I'm Chris O'Mealy, and I am joined by my two best nerdy friends. First off, I'd like to welcome to the show, Dan Peck. Howdy. And I'd also like to welcome to the show, Tech Badger 6, also known as Eric Flores. I, I can't believe you mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned it I, last week. I, <laughs> I, want- I, yeah, yeah. I just didn't think you were going to introduce me as Tech Badger. I don't do using gimmick names, dude. I never. Persona. It would Well, it would blow my spot if I actually told you how I was going to introduce you guys. I just have to do it. One day we're just going to start the thing without you and then introduce you and see how you like it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I would like that. Steal the spotlight. Yeah, because yeah. Before, before the show, you were dealing like with cats and stuff, and the two of us were hanging out for like five minutes, and he's like, what if we just started the show, and then he comes <laughs> in, and we'll just make an intro him at that point, and he'll realize we're in the middle of the show. <laughs> I, I mean, it, Eric already did that once, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Technical, uh, that was technical difficulties on my end, kind of. That was just fun because we were halfway through our Christmas special and then all of a sudden it was a Christmas miracle. There's Eric. <laughs> uh, Thankfully, it was a long episode because of the content. Oh, oh hi, Mark. <laughs> just show up at the end there. And that's uh, that's our show, guys. And uh, <laughs> close off. Oh, I would I would edit myself in right at the very end. And guys, that was the nerd table. I'd be like, what the hell? He was there the whole time. <laughs> that'd be a funny troll episode you're actually there the whole time you're just on mute and then you just pop in randomly and like hey guys oh i've been <laughs> at the did. table the whole time i just haven't had anything to say that's uh so, oh, our april's full april fool's episode would be recorded on the third and released on the fifth oh i'm already planning our uh april fool's episode oh geez and that's like <laughs> national eric day <laughs> april I- 1st Literally, people who've worked with me before avoid me that day. And sometimes I don't even play a prank. I just want to be left alone. And it's great. (laughs) Well, it's like what I keep saying about the whole social distancing thing. When this is over, I would still like people to remain six feet away from me at all times. Yeah, that's yeah. Like when I'm at the supermarket, please stay away from me. (laughs) When I'm at work, please stay away from me. You know what still surprises me? That there's still people on the street corner asking for change and shit. Like, going up to cars and holding up their their signs. And I I get it, but, like, you have to realize, I'm not rolling down my window for you right now. (laughs) Period. So there's a a very common... it's, It's actually been the same guy since I've been doing my whole delivery route. He's always in the same spot, but he never, ever approaches the van. Actually, I don't think he approaches any of the vehicles. I've seen a couple of them around here, but I don't ever see them walking up to the vehicles. I think they just hold out their sign and hope for the best because the ones who walk up to the vehicles are the ones who are asking for trouble because those are the ones where they're going to walk up to the wrong car and they're going to get the aggressive jerk who might get violent. Yeah, I'm sure it's happened before. Yeah, I'm sure it has. Just stay on your corner, hold your sign, and then somebody will wave a dollar out the window. That's your signal to go over to them. Exactly. Exactly. That happened once in Florida. The guy actually knocked on the window, and I actually yelled at him. 
And of course, you know, he, he does like the step back thing with his hands up, like the sarcasm thing, like the Neil deGrasse Tyson meme, where he's just like, okay. And I'm like, no, no, okay. I had a guy flip out at me in the Taco Bell parking lot because I wouldn't go in and buy him food. He asked me for money, and I told him I didn't have any, which was true. I used my card to buy my thing, and he goes, well, you can use your card to go in and buy me food. And I said no, and he was actually, like, yelling at me as I got in my car. Like, yeah, that's not how you're going to – that's not how you're going to convince me to go inside and take care of you, idiot, to be aggressive like that. Like, it, it, would that actually work? If I went up to him, like, Eric, man, can I can I borrow some money? I really don't have any money on me. Sorry, man. Well, what the fuck, Eric? Like, blah, blah, blah. like I start yelling at you. Are you going to immediately turn around and be like, gosh, golly, you are right. Let me pull out my debit card and go inside you know, and buy you a cookie. At that yeah, point, obviously might, has worked if more I'm than gonna, once. <laughs> if I'm at a Taco Bell, I might buy a burrito and just throw it at your face. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's There's the thing, right? They're, they're, they have a very cheap menu, so you can afford that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's worth a dollar. You just get the cheese. You get like the cheese wrap, like the one that's like ninety nine cents, and you're just like here. I got the one with taco the... was like twenty seven cents, dude. It was cheaper. It was like cheaper than a stamp, <laughs> dude. Money moocher stories can be really funny, especially when somebody's going to be a smartass to you. We had this. I used to go to summer camp every year in Boy Scouts, and they had the trading post, which was the, basically as we called it, the candy store. And so we would go and we would buy candy because, you know, we're kids at summer camp. What else are you going to do? Ours was called the canteen. They always have a gimmick name. That's the thing. And it was really funny because there was always that one older kid that would try to get the younger scouts to, like, give him money. And one day he was just being particularly aggressive towards us. And my one my one buddy finally got fed up. He goes, here. And he hands him a nickel. And he's like. Dude, I can't buy anything for a nickel. He's like, yeah, you can. They sell atomic fireballs for a nickel. And he goes, but I don't want an atomic fireball. My buddy just goes, well, too bad. That's what you're getting. You wanted money. Here's your money. But I can't do anything with this. Oh, you wanted money. Here's your money. Next time somebody's begging you for money, just give them a couple of pennies. And be like, hey, you wanted money, but you didn't say how much. I normally throw these away. Yeah. Well, I want a hundred dollars. Well, you're not getting that. So it's either four pet. It's either four cents or nothing. You pick. Bitch, I want a hundred dollars. Isn't it something like uh, if you have a stack of pennies, you can actually melt it down, and then that copper is actually worth more than what the pennies were worth. Probably. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, in Canada, they actually abolished the penny. Yes, they did. There's no more pennies. Everything is an increment of five or ten, the way it should be. Get your shit together, America. Here's the issue with if America gets rid of the pennies, everything, nothing becomes cheaper to get a 10. Yeah, everything will go up one cent. So instead (laughs) of $29.99, it'd just be $30. (laughs) You know, it's funny because that's actually a marketing ploy to get you to buy it. Yeah. Because your brain brain only sees $29. Which is funny because in my brain, I see $29.99 and I immediately just say $30. Yeah, so do I. So, yeah. but it but it works. It's a it's actually a proven tactic that works. The sons of bitches. It was proven back in the day. Now, not so much. Or or the biggest jip in the world. Gas is ninety nine point nine. So it's nine tenths of a cent more, just so they yep. get an extra cent out of you every two gallons. 
Yep. Well, if you look at it, you're not even getting a full ga- uh, gallon. That's not the price of a gallon. That's the price of a nine-tenth of a gallon or something like that. Exactly. It's So not only are you getting – they're taking one more cent from you. You're also not getting what you think you're getting. It's a, it's a scam. It's all a scam. Well, you know who's not a money moocher? My friend Brandon, <laughs> also known as Alurize in our Among Us streams. Uh, he and I went on an adventure yesterday to Micro Center. And oh, you drove almost into Philadelphia. Basically, yeah. It's about it's an it's a roughly an hour and fifteen minute drive from my house. Yeah. It's worth it but, for a Micro Center. It's a, it's like well, the it, freaking candy store of adults. It, it is. It, that's exactly how I felt. But here's I the, here's look where my local one is. Like it's, it's states away. I know that much. Probably. Right, but here's, here's, here's the Chris thing, can't right? tell his story. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. No, go ahead. Look it up. So here's the thing. Like, people will hear that and they'll think that's so far away. But like, here's what everybody needs to understand. I grew up in a very rural area where to get to Walmart was still a 30 minute drive until they opened the closer one. You know what I mean? Longer than that until I was a senior in high school. They finally built one in town. Yeah. 45 minutes to the to the shopping mall slash movie theater. 45 if you were lucky. You know, like, I'm used to not having things accessible. The closest, even the closest Burger King across town still took you 10 minutes to get there. Right. And so, you like, also drive for a living, too. So, like, r- realistically, a 45-minute right. drive isn't shit. No, because my delivery route can take anywhere from three to five hours, depending on how many stops I have and what directions I need to go in. It, it, it doesn't really – it's not the number of stops. It's where the stops are because if I have to hit all four corners of the county, then it's going to be a much longer drive, whereas I could have five more stops the next day, but they're all in a central location. I mean I have one area where all three stops are within walking distance of each other, so it's just boom, boom, boom. You, you can hit three of them in 10 minutes, and then sometimes it takes you 30 to 40 minutes to get from one stop to the other. So it's all a matter of it's a matter of mileage, not uh, what, what's the word I want to say? It's not it's not the quantity of the stops itself, but the mileage, yeah, the distance. That's what that's what gets you. Yeah, so I don't mind driving that. I mean, don't forget, like my family lives three hours away from me, and we would visit them pretty regularly before COVID happened. So it just became a thing. And in wrestling, I was used to driving two to two and a half hours on the regular just to go work a show. And then you do that two and two and a half hours back. So an hour and 15 minutes to go to Micro Center, that's that's nothing. All right. So so what did you get at Micro Center? Because now I'm excited. You're you're talking about PC hardware. You know, that's my jam. I got a new monitor, new speakers, and a new keyboard. That's what I got. Now, you want to talk about the boy that's building his PC. He got just about everything but the processor and the graphics card, which he already had. Ooh. What? Do you know what he has as far as, like, the graphics card and processor? So I actually took a picture. That, no, I'd have to ask him. But I actually took a picture of the shopping cart because I was just fascinated by how much crap was in it. And I can tell you, he got a Rogue Strix 
X570 eGaming motherboard, which he actually spent more than the one he wanted. He wanted the, I think it's the Tough. I think it's the, the tough, tough Pro. Yeah. Yeah, he wanted the Pro, but they didn't have the Pro. They had Plus and they had Plus 2. And they only had three Pros, and they were all listed as online only. So he couldn't get those. But he got the RAM he wanted. He got the, uh, I can't see the RAM in the shopping cart picture, so I can't actually tell you what that is. But uh, but I got hooked up with a K70 mechanical gaming keyboard. I got the red because fuck blue. Because <laughs> blue is really loud. Clickety, clackety, I mean, clackety. Yeah. Yeah. So you got the cherry reds, huh? Yes. MX cherry I want, reds. I wanted a keyboard that glowed. Because <clears throat> I, I have, get I have a, a mechanical keyboard. I just got a, a typical Corsair keyboard, but it's not mechanical. But yeah, like, but the the trip itself was fun. Um, and of course, just walking around that store is just great because, they, you know, I'm just having fun looking at all the other stuff that they have. I mean, they sell, you know, they sell those arcade machines with the hundred games built in. They sell drones. They sell nanny cams. They sell computer chairs. I mean, they have everything. And you can you can go in and get a pre-built machine, or you can go to the self-build section and do it yourself. They have if, if you don't mind having a few generations old, you can actually go over to their clearance section. And, oh yeah, like, just clean that shit out. Oh my god, they have um, at the micro center that I was at. They have the eighty-seven hundred K, right, which is two generations old at this point. It's close to three, right, because they're they're about to release the third generation. <clears throat> It's an i7 for like 150 bucks on clearance. Like it's a fucking steal, dude. Yeah, really. Yeah, but, all the all the people who are not tech savvy are like, "What the hell are these nerds talking about?" <laughs> a really high-end processor. They're like not the top of the line, right? Like but it's still it'll play all the games that you current that are currently out right now, no problems. One of these days I just want to be wealthy enough at some point in my life to build a machine that can fly the damn space shuttle. Like that's what I want. I mean, I want, I want mission you, control. Damn it. You have an iPhone. Yes. But I'm not talking about 1969 <laughs> space shuttle. Damn it. I'm talking. Hey, doesn't matter how about you get SpaceX. to the moon. As long as you get to the moon. I'm talking about some <laughs> SpaceX shit here. That's yeah. what I want. Uh, but here's what's really funny. And you'll appreciate this, Eric. Cause I know, I know you were on a graphics card quest. So we get there. We literally got there three minutes before the store opened, and there's a line just wrapped around the building. So it's we queue up like for that. it, and the guy comes up. He goes, if you're not here for the graphics cards, you can go inside and shop. And, like, us and, like, four other people got out of line and went right in. <laughs> the line for the graphics cards was ridiculous. The actual graphics card aisle was bare. There wasn't a crumb in that aisle. They had yeah. everything locked up because they were just – that's what everybody had come there for that day. Well, it doesn't help that all the miner – like Bitcoin mining is back again. Yes. So all of the graphics cards are being like sold to these miners. And we, we can't compete with them. Like Bitcoin's at what? 40000 now? 30000 I don't Something even like know. like that. I don't even and know how you get it. You don't know how to get uh, – well, I'll tell you after the, the show. I don't – but <laughs> – <laughs> but like, do you know? Do you actually know how? 
Yeah, I can actually mine it. I have a graphics card powerful enough where I can get maybe 30 cents a day or something. Go? I mean, it, it's... All you need to do is, like, tell your processor to mine some stuff, and it goes through. And what it does is it does, like, the transactions and shit like that. And then you get a, a transaction fee associated with that, which is typically about 30 cents a day. But you have to leave your computer running. So sometimes it doesn't even make sense to do it because it's probably going to cost more than 30 cents in power to do it. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but I think the graphics card that I have right now, after calculating electricity costs, I would probably make about 35, 40 cents a day, something like that. And mm. then obviously if the price goes up, whatever Bitcoin I collected at that time, then my value normally goes up. So that's what people are counting is that Bitcoin's going to continue to go up while you're doing all this. And then the power, the more powerful the graphics card, the more money or Bitcoin you'll actually get. But these guys have thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're, they're going to buy these cards, even from the scalpers, because they're still going to make a profit off of it. Had Bitcoin just stayed around 20,000, there'd be a lot more people with graphics cards right now. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. Have we, I think we've covered enough, like, inside yeah. nerd jargon for right now. Uh, I'd like to talk about the other thing we did yesterday. We went to Smashburger. Oh, well, first off, my closest micro center is three hours and 30 minutes in Duluth, Georgia. Worth it. It's still worth, worth it. it. I regularly have... It's exactly three hours to my parents' house. So an extra 30 minutes. It's worth it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, we went to Smash Burger. You know the burger place with the, the GameStop ripoff logo? No, I've never heard of it. Yeah, I hadn't either. <laughs> I hadn't either. And uh, I'll be damned if that wasn't friggin' delicious. <laughs> delicious. I got the smash double bacon and the smash fries. And oh, Holy shit. Yeah. there's actually a smash burger here. Uh, go, go. We'll wait. <laughs> well, it opens we'll at 11 a.m. We'll go to commercial. And well, right now it says it's currently closed. Huh? So I don't know if it's well, just like I go to the website to put in my address and it already at Denver. Denver, Colorado? I'm going to think yes. Denver, Pennsylvania? So Do we have a Denver in Pennsylvania? It could be here. Trust me, you want Smashburger. You want to try it. I promise. Oh, it's closed today. It opens, I guess, they don't do the weekends. It's on a weekdays. I have no idea. <laughs> That's fucking weird. I went, I went on a Friday. So how would I know? So I think it's a Monday through Friday type of thing. Because it's not open today. But we do have one. Well, then you and need to go. And it's got pretty decent reviews. Okay. All yeah, right. try it. It's good. Have you ever had In-N-Out Burger? I have not. So I keep hearing it's like the best burger, the best fast food burger in the country. And I really, really, really want to try it. 
but I'm also really worried it's been way too overhyped by this point. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're going to, you go there and you're just like, all right, here it comes. And then you eat it and you're like, oh, that wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. I've also never tried Whataburger. Hi, Katie. Never tried it. There's really not a whole lot of good burger places up here that I can think of. I remember the first time I came up to Michigan, there was this place that was having like a a bison burger. That was fucking delicious. I've had a bison burger. I tried uh, one of those at Fuddruckers. It yeah. was pretty good. They had a, they had a bison burger and they had a buffalo burger and a bison burger. And of course, I'm just like, what's the difference? I know it's two <laughs> different animals. <laughs> They're almost like, a, um, 99% the same. Your safari much, friends yeah. would, would be disappointed. <laughs> they would be. That's like, oh, look, that's a sable antelope, and that's a greater eland. What's the difference? Oh, that's it. Get out. Get out. So this is actually kind of funny, and this is going to tie into another thing I wanted to, to discuss on the show. But at one point, I was trying to point Brandon in the direction of a sales associate who I thought may have worked there, but... On closer inspection, it was just a guy in the store dressed nice. And I don't and I don't believe he worked there. Not that I ever asked him. He might have, and I just had no idea. But I was just like, I'm not sure, so I'm not going to actually approach him. So I was reading this great article. It was all about, like, hell, hell stories from people who've been mistaken for employees at a place when they clearly did not work there. And... I was curious if either of you have ever had a story like that. Oh, my God. All the fucking time. All the fucking time. <laughs> a matter of fact, I, I have one where it's it's not. It's a Disney story, right? I've actually been identified as working at Disney in my normal clothes before. Like, I've just gone to the park to either to do something, but I'm not working. And people still come up to me and ask me questions. Like, how the fuck do you know? That I work here. Like, that is a good nothing. question. But they still do it. <clears throat> and even now, now I, I repair a lot of shit, right? Like, I, I work on everything. I mean, anything between like a soda machine to like a pretzel warmer. If, if it's, if, it, if you plug it in and it makes things hot or cold, I work on it. And sometimes I'll have machines torn apart, like torn completely open. Parts everywhere, tools are completely surrounding me. And people will be like, hey, do you work here? I'm like, no, I'm, I just fixed the machine. And then they'll still ask me, where can I find this? Like, bitch, I don't know. <laughs> I do not know. I don't fucking work for the store. I <laughs> am here to just fix this machine and then I'm leaving so I don't have to talk to people like you. <laughs> because these are the same people while I'm holding torches will come and tap me on my shoulder like are you joking I'm literally handling fire right now you should just turn around with the torch lit and just burn them <laughs> just like can and I help be you like, yes can I help you <laughs> <laughs> and then Eric goes to jail I'll just say it was an accident we got insurance so then you lose your job and then don't go to jail it's your yeah. first day Sorry, it was my oh, first Oh, I got to hold the fire away from people? Uh, my bad. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's a deal breaker. 
<laughs> yeah, I can't work here anymore. Sorry. Uh, well, what about you, Dan? Have you ever been mistaken for the employee? Yes. Uh, I had the misfortune of going to a Home Depot wearing an orange shirt. <laughs> Even nice. though they wear orange smocks. But this old lady didn't care that I was wearing a Syracuse Orange National Champions 2003 t-shirt. That's awesome. Well, close enough, right? It was orange, and it had stuff on it. Therefore, you must work at home. You obviously work there. Obviously. You should just wear an orange shirt next time that says, I don't work here, (laughs) and, and just walk through the store. And the probably still gets some old lady asking me where something is. My favorite was being at Disney and being asked if I worked there when I was in full costume. Those ridiculous costumes, too. Because, like, okay, so... No, I... playing, Chris. I mean, maybe. Maybe I decided to go to Animal Kingdom dressed like Steve Irwin today, and therefore... I... Tell me, there's gotta be... Let's be realistic, though. The Steve Irwin costume is not as bad as some of the others. Some of them, you just look like a freaking pineapple that's just been sticker bombed. Oh, poor Pete Safari. Let's talk oh, about <laughs> Because my, my college program roommate worked at Pete Safari, and I was always like, well, he's like, man, you got the good, you got the good look, because I actually looked like a Safari driver. Yeah. By the way, what's the difference between the Kilimanjaro Safari costume and the Jungle Cruise costume? I don't know. Boots? Nope. We have a patch and a belt buckle. They don't. That's it? That's literally the only difference. Otherwise, it's the same costume. The exact same costume. Except one has a patch and a belt buckle that says Kilimanjaro Safari. And that was like... I thought it was going to be the shoes. So there's a difference between between the fake ride and the real ride? Oh, that's fighting words. (laughs) (laughs) That'll incite a riot between the cast members. About the animals, because that was always the thing was Safari was like, yeah, well, our animals are real. And then Jungle Cruise was like, yeah, well, we're out. We're allowed to be funny. (laughs) It was (laughs) was always the thing. Yeah. But if you tell the jokes that have been the same jokes for 60 years, you can be funny. Yes. In the backside of water. Yes. Of course. I feel like that's the only I feel like there's certain jokes that they have to hit. But every time I've I've gone on the, these rides, it's been different jokes. Yeah. Well, the the problem with Safari was that there was a time when management was looser about stuff, and I was able to crack jokes on the thing and entertain people. And I get these rave reviews and these rave show audits, and then management changed, and the literally the exact same thing I was doing was now getting all these negative marks, and you can't say this, you can't say that. Like, I remember it was even the same show auditor who I, I gave him the same safari like six months apart, and first it was one of the best ones he'd ever been on, and then the second time it was, you have to change the following 12 items. Like, god damn it! But that's, that's, uh, cancel culture, I guess. That's the evolution of, or the de-evolution of the, the whole thing. I mean, it's like, well, you're allowed to have beards now, so stop going off script. <laughs> Would that be the trade-off there? Yeah, I guess. You can have I, beards I now. There's a generation of people who like Eminem, but hate 
uh, who get offended easily by words people say. I don't get it. I don't get it. I just don't get it. How do you li- how do you like this stuff and then you can't handle offensive words? Okay, here here's a good one. I saw I saw this on Facebook and one of my friends posted this. Uh, Roman, if you're listening, uh, shout out to you, my friend. He was like, "I'm so sick and tired of people getting offended by swearing in 2020. Grow up." And I was like, "Yes, 100. percent Who the hell still gets offended by swear words?" Right. My grandmother. Well, that sucks. Well, I guess that, she grew up in a different generation. I'm talking about people our age. Yeah, people our like, age should not be offended by someone saying shit. <gasps> no, naughty Eric, you naughty boy. Ah, fuck. Well, I guess this fucking podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> Here we go. We've also reached a point where "fuck" is no longer the most offensive word. There are no. way more offensive words now. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say You're something, but I know what you were gonna say. I was. I know what you were about to say. I don't All think right, you well, do. Shut up, you I don't think you. I, I. I think. I don't think you do. I'm gonna type it in. No, don't. No, I know what it's gonna be. Don't do it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> never mind. That subverted I my expectations you, completely. I, I told you it's not what you thought it was gonna be. I mean that is a that is a swear word for sure. Yeah. Damn it! Uh, you guys are missing out. You, too bad you can't be here in our heads right now. Patreons, Patreons, if you really want to know what I said, you will <laughs> tell, tell the patrons. <laughs> we'll tell the patrons at patreon.com/slash/clubkfabe. Please log in for a three-second audio <laughs> clip where Eric says a swear word. <laughs> that should be the whole. That should be the whole bonus content. Eric says the worst swear word ever, and that's the whole thing is just you saying the word. Oh, man. We got to make that happen. That's worth five bucks a month, right? (laughs) Uh, Oh, it has to be. It it absolutely has to be. Uh, Speaking of CKCC Radio, we have lots of great content on our channel. Lots of great shows that you can check out, including two shows by our friend Jeff Trelowitz. Real Paranormal Talk, where he talks about his real-life paranormal stories, and Ranking Tracks, where he takes albums and ranks them from worst to best. On the latest episode of Ranking Tracks, he reviews Jagged Little Pill. Y'all remember Jagged Little Pill? Yes. You were all alive in the 90s. We all should remember I takeover uh, of Atlantis Morissette. Hold on. Eric. Yes, you oh, do. Hold on, hold on. You do, but I, you don't I, know it. Yeah, exactly. It's been so long. Hold on. Oh, you'll know it. I guarantee you, you'll know it. Start playing it. You'll know it. I'll ask Morissette, dude. While Eric does that, I will also talk about J-Bunny's Music Hub with Jason Shin, where he interviews people in the music industry. Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton, a resident motivational speaker whose voice you hear at the beginning and end of every episode. That drops the first Monday of every month to get you ready, get you motivated to have the best month possible. That's in like a week. Because Monday is the first. Yes, but remember, this is important, guys. This is very important. You only get 30 days worth of motivation out of him. Sometimes 31. So you better tune into the next episode so you can restock. You got to refuel. Otherwise, the motivation will run out. There's the Bored to Death binge cast with our Bored to Death clan. Uh, They've been reviewing WandaVision as well as The Mandalorian. My Hero Academia and other shows, they do that in easy to digest chunks as they review television shows. They even did the big show show Christmas 
special that I didn't know was a thing until they sent me the yeah, episode. I didn't see it, though. I didn't, I didn't even know it existed. There's the Race Nerd Podcast with Mr. Matt Hardman. Talk about everything racing. And I'm going to get with Matt about appearing on that show because do you guys know what's coming up you in the race world? Before. Yes, the, the 20th the 20th anniversary of the passing of Dale Earnhardt. And I want to get with him and do a Dale Earnhardt career reflective episode that I think would be a lot of fun. Also, the fact that he was despised by 95% of race fans up until two years before he died. Yes, he was. It's true. And then and then he became the most revered. Dale man. Earnhardt with his bent wrench car. Pretty much, yeah. And then, yeah, <laughs> people who would say that he was the most despised racer. And then along came Tony Stewart. <laughs> uh, even speaking I know that name. Of, yeah, speaking of Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can bring that back around. Uh, that little guy. I, I walked past him when we were doing our garage tour. He is shorter than me. Yeah? Yeah, he's like he's like 5'7". He's shorter than I am. And is that the advantage? Had- His car weighs less because he's smaller than everybody? <laughs> well, I mean, he is smoke. Well, if that was the case, then Mark Martin should have won every race ever because that guy's tiny as hell. That was my mom's favorite NASCAR driver was Mark Martin. The nicest guy on the track. They used to say all the time that whenever racers would see him in their rearview mirror, they wouldn't worry because they knew he never pulled any dirty shenanigans to get ahead. Dale Earnhardt would bump you and try to knock your ass out. But Mark Martin, nah. He just tried to pass you the old-fashioned way. He probably put his blinker on and everything. <laughs> it was those lights that he are drawn on. That was his angle yeah. mode. Exactly. Uh, Ref Matt Derline has two shows you guys can listen to. There's By the Numbers, where he takes people that he has refereed their matches and goes through his career retrospect with them. Coming up on the next episode, he'll be interviewing Shane Storm. Well, I've done a couple of shows with. He has a great gimmick, by the way. Yes. Uh, Dan knows what Chikara is, but for Eric and non-wrestling fans, Chikara is a promotion that just went completely off the wall. It was basically like it was basically like watching the, the goofiest video game and anime you possibly could in a wrestling ring. It was just fun. There was the Colony, which were a group of guys dressed like ants. There was soldier ant, fire ant, worker ant. There was a bunch of ants. There was Los Ice Creams. And then there was Shane Storm, whose gimmick was that he was just a guy. He is a pen dot. He's a pen, he's a pen dot construction worker. And that was the whole thing was he was mocking the independent wrestlers can be very uncreative. And he was actually mocking them by being an everyday guy because a lot of independent wrestlers look like everyday guys because they don't get proper gear and they wrestle in jeans. And when he was wearing a mask, but he had had the mask on, he had a a mask on and a mullet and he would carry out a stop sign as his weapon. And the name Shane Storm was mocking the, the common indie names that people would come up with, how so many people would take names like Storm, you know, stuff like that, that just because it sounds cool. And there have been a ton of storms in wrestling. And his finisher was called that Japanese move. Yes. And it was a shining wizard. Because everybody would rip off moves that they'd see in Japanese wrestling because a lot of that stuff wasn't happening in American wrestling. So he would mock them with his own finishing move. But they wouldn't even know what the freaking move is called. Just that Japanese move. (laughs) 
You would have you it would have been right up your alley, dude. That's where uh that's where Player Uno came from. And the Super Smash Brothers. Yep. Player Uno who who would use foreign weapons in his wrestling matches like green turtle shells and whip them at his opponents. And also his Nintendo controller on his pants so you could actually hit start and pause him. Yeah, if you hit the start button on his controller, he'd pause, and then you could hit the A and B buttons and he would do action moves. <laughs> oh my god. Goofy fu- goofy fun shit. How come they don't so that, do that, that stuff anymore? Or do they, and we just don't see it? Well, Jakar doesn't exist anymore because it got me too'd. Uh, yeah. Me, well, in particular, the owner of the company got me too to the point where the company doesn't exist anymore. But also, COVID played a role in that. Yeah. They also hadn't run a show in forever either. <laughs> I mean, there's still stuff. There, there's actually a cosplay wrestling federation where everybody who wrestles there cosplays as a character. Yes. Kimberly Spirit works there. She does Harley Quinn. Leva Bates has worked there a bunch of times. That's what they do. Like, they, they have guys dressed like. Uh, Street Fighter characters, Saiyans. And that's exactly what Eric would need in his life as a wrestler dressed like a Saiyan. I'd watch that. Yeah, and he can't do any of the moves, though, and then you get, get disappointed about it. Oh, well, it would be great if Goku took if Goku <laughs> It would just be like watching Gohan. They, they both tried to Kamehameha slash Hadouken each other. Like, oh, man, but the Master Roshi cosplayer didn't destroy the moon. What the fuck? Well, this isn't realistic. I can't get into this. <laughs> so, so Goku could get out of his ape form. <laughs> I love, I love when Dan references stuff he doesn't watch. Like you made South Park references last. I've week. seen, <laughs> I've seen, like I said, I've seen like the, the three of the episodes of the tournament. So I've seen that. <laughs> you see, oh, yes, you've seen the movie. Get the three. Oh, and the, the commentator go insane. Piccolo also destroyed the moon. Everybody has destroyed the moon. The only person who has created the moon is Vegeta. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then like, hey, Beerus wants no to be here. Yeah, and but just yeah, that's pretty funny, especially because Weiss only agreed to train him if he would become a destroyer god someday. <laughs> yeah. And here he is creating shit. Gotta love it. Oh, uh, our last plug is oh, I have two more plugs. Uh, the A Show, which is where. Ref Matt and Chris Decker get together with a guest. They pick a year and a promotion. They draft a roster. As you guys actually are listening to this episode, it's 7 a.m. on Monday. The newest A-Show will drop at 9 a.m. on Monday. I'm the guest this week, and you can hear the show that I put a lot of thought and effort into get probably destroyed by the wackiest, weirdest show Chris Decker will ever create. And he was so proud Did of Did he it. do what I told you to do? No, no. No, you'll never even guess where he went with his. You you couldn't get Dan. I'm dead serious. I could give you a thousand guesses and award you a million dollars if you got it right. You'd still fail. You will never figure out where he's going with this. Nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody sane or sober could probably figure this out. But I don't well, know why. Get a beer. <laughs> I don't know how he did this and how he came up with this. But I'm going to lose. I'm going to be the first guess who's going to lose. I'm going to lose to that atrocity. But just just listen to it. You tell me how it turned out. Also, there is the Stupid Sexy Podcast where Dan and I review every Simpsons ever. And Chris Decker claimed two guest spots. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he called us two episodes. He wants Rosebud and uh, Like Father, Like Clown. So oh, I will put him in for I those. Saw I saw the post. Because we were making there, there's a, there's another reference that we'll you'll catch in the A show. But I fired the uh, 
the clip of the Ramones playing happy birthday to Mr. Burns at him, which there will be a reference to that on the A show. And he, of course, he fired back with, uh, hey, I think they liked us. And then I fired back with have the Rolling Stones killed. And then he goes, that's it. I'm calling it. I want to be on Rosebud. I was like, that's it. Done. <laughs> you got it. And then he said, like, father, like clown, because that's a masterpiece. So, yeah, if you guys want to if you're a Simpsons fan, you want to be on an episode. You have to tell me which Simpsons episode you want to be on. So I know when it's coming up and I can plan that accordingly. Don't just go, oh, let me know when you get to season four. No, you have to tell me the episode. You have to explicitly say Treehouse of Horror 3, not uh, get me in on season four. Which episode? The I didn't do it, boy. I don't know which episode you want to be on. All of season three or four or whatever. (laughs) Okay. When we start season four, Eric, I'm going to be calling you. Yeah, you can call me. I'm not going to know shit. <laughs> I watch The Simpsons. I don't remember him. I don't remember a whole lot. That's the one why episode. Watch the, you watch the episode in the week leading up. You to the watch end. the episode before you review it. Duh, Eric. God. <laughs> the one episode well, we were- that I can like honestly remember is uh, Lisa's birthday with Michael Jackson in there. That's actually coming up. You want to be on that one? <laughs> <laughs> sure, I guess. It's actually only in a couple of weeks because that's the premiere of season three, the one that's not on Disney Plus. So we'll have to find other methods of. Well, I have the DVD, but wait, why is it not on Disney Plus? Michael Jackson. That's literally the reason why. Okay. Michael okay. Price issue with that, or uh, yes, I think I think there's both issues. The 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 namesake, the the rights. To, I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of issues there. We'll still be able to watch it, though. See, okay. personally, I think Michael Jackson was asexual. And he probably didn't realize what he's doing was probably not appropriate, but he wasn't doing anything. He was just weird. You know, that's a really good theory. I've never heard that one before. I like Eric, you, like, <laughs> Eric, you love Michael Jackson. I was going to say, you got to weigh in on this one. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I have... I'm pretty good at separating the person from the artist. So yeah. I can enjoy someone's like uh, artistic representation of whatever versus the person, right? Like a uh, prime example. I'm not a big fan of R. Kelly as a person. <laughs> but, Nobody is. But I believe I, I can fly in Space Jam was the shit. Uh, I think... I think DMX is a giant scumbag, but I still listen to his music because, you right. know, X gonna give it to you. <laughs> I think oh, he's gonna give it to Bill you, Cosby right. deserves everything he gets, but the Cosby show is pretty fucking good. I have like two or three of his records. <laughs> Bill Cosby? <laughs> yeah, Bill Cosby records. Old stand-ups, stand-up shows he did. Chris Benoit literally murdered his wife and son and then killed himself, and I can still watch his matches and find enjoyment in them. Yes. So you know, I, I think that's I think that's the thing, though. I don't blame anybody who can't do the separation thing. Like, I don't hold that against you, but eh, I, I hold it against them. <laughs> well, you're a dick, but <laughs> no, I, you're the dick, actually. How am I the dick? No, I'm not. You don't have that issue. You're not the dick. They're the dick. Oh, OK. I, I was confused. Well, that's what happens when you're a dick. Did I mean me or Dan? That's up for you to decide. Yes, the answer is yes. 
We're all it's dicks here. Yes. I mean, yes, we're all dicks. I mean, a hundred percent a dick. Nobody's hundred percent a dick. <laughs> but nobody's also hundred percent not a dick either. Like, let's be honest here. Uh, did I cover all my plugs? No, I gotta, I gotta give shout-outs to the Blake and Sal show and the United We Fan podcast with Mark and Brian, because those are our partners. You gotta give them shout-outs too. I got a shout-out before you get to them. Yes, let's hear shout-out. All right, so uh, shout-out to to Hannah Banana. Uh, Hi, Hannah. Some, she gave us some feedback from the last game that we played. Um, oh, yes, tw- she, there were twelve she, angry men in her pants. <laughs> right. She <laughs> wanted to let you know that there's no that the twelve angry men. Are not angry anymore. They are just tired. Wow. <laughs> I I told her I'm gonna put that on the show, and here it is. So those twelve angry men that she won that game with last week are now just tired. Uh, so yeah, Hannah, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> clearly, you're doing. Can I get her points for this week with that entry? <laughs> Hannah, you keep living your best life. I know. You just keep living your best life. That was the other thing that made me laugh because, of course, you know, when you're when you're spending over two hours in a car with somebody, you obviously you're going to talk. And Brandon, Alarize, and I were—I was discussing among us, and I was telling him about last week's game that he wasn't there for. And he's like, "I'm like, yeah, well, you weren't there. We had to replace you." He's like, "How dare you!" And I'm like, well, Hannah wasn't there either. He goes, well, of course, my box buddy, my hide behind the box buddy wasn't there. Uh, and he kept saying it over and over again. And then me just being an asshole, I'm like, Brandon, I need you to do me a favor and stop mentioning her and her box. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just giggled. He just giggled. Uh, By the way, every Saturday night, you guys can watch us play Among Us. And now I'm going to have the best stream ever because I'm going to have the game on one window. And I'm going to actually have a chat window up. By the way, my computer backgrounds, monitor one is still Harley Quinn, my all-time favorite character in fiction, except for, like, Randy Marsh. She's definitely my favorite comic book character. Well, like, Randy absolutely. Marsh is nonfiction. Randy Marsh, 100% nonfiction. <laughs> He's out there somewhere. <laughs> but then on the other monitor uh, is an Among Us background with just a couple of crewmates just flying through space uh i'm in there as cyan hannah's in there as blue the fiend is there represented with red uh pinkibus is there dan's there because we got orange i don't think anybody plays as yellow do they do i have a regular was, yellow i thought hannah was yellow at, uh, at no, one she, point did she start off yellow no she went she became a blue banana <clears throat> she's a blue banana and then okay. both and then Team Green is there too. Not Rob and Jackpot are both represented because both Greens are there. I hate when one of them's the imposter and I just saw like just a glimpse just of Green because I'm like, fuck it, get both of them out. <laughs> 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 That's fair, uh, I suppose. I hate I hate when I'm a crewmate and I'm light blue and I get accused of being venting. That I think that's my favorite, my favorite fail moment ever, was was Dan's accusation on me, and I'm not even taking that as a shot at Dan. I think it's just hysterical that I couldn't talk my way out of that. Because yeah, the I only person like, that could vouch for you wouldn't vouch for you. That's like yeah, it's like I don't, I don't know, I didn't see him. I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I saw, I saw you 
come I, I swear it was light green, not light blue, apparently. But I saw you come out of the vent, kill him, go back in the vent. In which one hundred percent the entire thing. And I was on the left side of the map, and it happened on the right side. That's what makes it even funnier. And in that map, you can't even vent to that side. Like, you can't. The only map you can vent everywhere is uh, Polis, right? In the, the holes, you can just go anywhere yeah. you want. I believe, I believe so. I've never. I've only ever vented in the one map. <laughs> That's actually true. Yeah, I've only ever vented. I always use the vents in Skeld because I know where they go. That's the only one I've... And, and by the way, I don't think I've ever vented anywhere else besides between uh, comms, uh, medical, and electric. It's like the it's only... Not, that's just the place where everybody vents. I, oh. even, I don't think I've ever even vented on the right side. So my favorite moment from last week's game was the double kill that we got on Dan. And I actually watched your stream back so I could watch the double kill again. Because Dan and Vivian are both in electrical and Fiend is in there. He's the other imposter and he is faking tasks. And the three of them are in there. So I walk in, I realize what's happening. I shut the door and I just run over and kill Dan. And he immediately runs and kills Vivian and we both vented right out of there. And I'm watching it back in the stream and there's, you know, cause there's Dan, right. And there's the other, the other people and he's doing his task. And all of a sudden I kill him. And when it disappears, he sees that Vivian's also a ghost and the two of us have vanished. And you just hear Dan go, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I was, I was only really proud of that because I horribly <laughs> failed as imposter the very, the previous game. I tried to vote somebody out and I got caught doing it as the, the other imposter and they called a meeting and got me. There was like one kill in the whole game. They got me that with that too because there was the part where somebody put sus on somebody else and I figured more people would vote and it was just me and that person. Everyone's like, well, it's Dan. And so I got voted out next round. And I was like, God damn it. Son of a <laughs> But that, that's among us when you're the guy because like you could do everything perfect. Everything sound strategy and you jump out as somebody walked in the room. You, you know what you need to do? Far. And it, it, I, I feel like this makes the game way more fun is you don't have the confirmation on. Don't let – like that way when you vote somebody off, you have no idea if they were actually the imposter or not. Exactly. Yeah. People like playing that way. Yeah. We've so I have like anonymous votes and turn that off. And you actually go do really like – I actually like anonymous voting better. I prefer anonymous voting because, well, here's the thing. It all depends on your point of view. Because it anonymous voting and turning confirms off makes the game harder for the crewmates, but easier for the imposters. So which one are you? Do you want the game easier? Or oh, yeah. it's, it's about finding. It's about finding the, the balance. The balance for your group. Because there's other groups that play as much as we do, play for three hours a week, and it is a vastly different play style for whatever reason. It's the same game, same things are happening, but for whatever reason, they need a completely different setup than we do. Yeah, right. we gotta we gotta work on putting on some mods because I've seen some ones that are like really really cool, like the proximity chat where you can actually hear people who are around you. 
but the moment you leave, they can't hear you anymore. I found that I like that too because because then you can try to talk and strategize with people and be like, "Hey, have you seen anything suspect yet?" Or the two killers can be talking to each other, and somebody walks in on them, and you're fucked. Yeah, dude. Oh god, (laughs) last week, last week, the very first game we played, I'm in the specimen room in Polis, and Dan walks in, and. He's on the other side of the table, and I start moving. He starts moving. He starts chasing me. I'm like, son of a bitch, son of a bitch, son of a bitch. And then thankfully somebody called another body elsewhere because I I had no escape. I'm like, because you're screwed when you're in there because you can't run out of the room because you have to wait at the doors. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, shit, shit, what do I do? And then dead body reported, oh, thank God, I'm going to live. And then I think you killed me anyway. So That's like one uh, of my favorite places to kill people on that map. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's another one I've... that I like, um, but it makes the game way fucking harder. Uh, and it's everybody can vent. Is everybody that a mod? Can use the vent. Yeah, it's a mod. Oh, God. Do you have any idea how often I would use that? I would use it more as a player. Than... Yes, yeah, so would I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Especially, like, yeah, even on skills, it's just, like, those times where you have to go, you have everything in electrical, and you're just like, you know, the easiest way to get electrical is to go into medical and vent into, <laughs> into there. <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> oh, God. But instead, you gotta go all the way around. <laughs> and then the last one that I, I, would, I would recommend is the Sheriff. One, I think I've mentioned this before, where uh, you, you basically you become the sheriff, right? So you have the opportunity to kill the imposter, but if you choose incorrectly, you actually kill yourself. Mm. But the the funny you thing kill is, kill that character too, and really fuck over. No, 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 you you don't kill that character. You just end up killing yourself if if they're innocent. If they're actually the imposter, you kill the imposter. But the problem is, if someone sees you kill the imposter, now they think you're the imposter, and then you have to convince them that you're the sheriff or whatnot. See, this is the thing: people are coming up with these great mods to really enhance the gameplay, and they need to just make this optional. Like they have to have different modes. I mean, I've seen how popular hide-and-seek mode is. I've seen that monster mode get popular. Like, that's... Come on, guys. Let's do What's this. monster mode? I haven't seen that one. That's actually the, the rip-off idea I tried to make to the murder mystery thing. So monster mode is, like hide-and-seek, everybody starts off and everybody is unmuted. But there's no countdown. The imposter doesn't mention who they are. And then they're only allowed to sabotage doors. So you can basically just cut people off in the rooms and kill them. Like, you're stuck with a monster. But once you die, you have to mute. That was another thing I was... That's what I wanted to incorporate into the murder mystery idea I came up with, which was kind of the same thing. Except it was that... Uh, so there's there's 10 of us, right? We all start. But there's no countdown. The imposter doesn't announce who they are, and we're all unmuted. So we can just chat, chat, chat all we want. But then every time you get killed, you have to mute. There's no exception. You have to mute once you're dead. Second you're dead, you're muted. And then you can try to talk to each other and figure out who the imposter is, but you can't directly call out who the imposter is. So like if you, if I witness Dan kill Eric, I can't call him out, but I can try to race to the table and call the emergency meeting and and say that it's Dan. 
and we can vote him out and then we win the murder mystery. You can't call bodies, right? See, you can't call bodies. You just have to call the meeting. But Dan can see that I'm I'm a witness and he can chase my ass down with that 10 second cool down and try to get me before I've got the chance to do it. And I can't say anything like I could maybe I could say something like, oh, shit, I know who the imposter is and then try to take off. But you can't directly call them out. And then if Dan kills me, well, yeah, I'm fucked because I'm, I'm muted now. Uh, I'm trying to work out the kinks for it. But the other thing would be like if you call the meeting and try to claim who the imposter is and it wasn't them, then we get to call a meeting and vote you out. Just kind of like how the other thing is with the calling the bodies. Okay. It hide and seek where if you accidentally call a body, we vote your ass out. I like there's, that. There's, there's kinks to work out with it. But the other, the other big thing was I was going to turn the lights down to like 50% for everybody. So instead of like 25 for the imposter and, and regular for the crew, it was going to be, it was going to be 50 for everybody. So it's a little harder to see, but not also impossible to identify a murder. There's some balancing thing to work out there. We'd have to do a couple of test runs to see if it works, but I think it's worth at least trying. But the big appeal that I ripped off from monster mode was nope. When you're dead, you're muted. Zero exceptions. <laughs> I still but remember then, the time I killed Matt in front of everybody and nobody fucking reported the body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that too because he was really mad about that. He, he was like, really? No one's going to say shit? And I was just like, I just blended in. I was like, do, 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 do. I'm also doing comms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and... Man. With a live a live update as we're recording this episode, Jeff Trelowitz has decided to call a spot for Stupid Sexy Podcast, and we will welcome him on the show when we review Three Men and a Comic Book, which is we're almost there actually. It's at the end of nice. the season that we're doing right now, so there you go. And then Eric will be on for Michael Jackson, and all he'll do is just be like, "I like Michael Jackson. He was asexual. Everybody be nice to him." <laughs> <laughs> well. We're about at the top of the hour for the show of our first hour here. So I think it's time to play a little game. It's game time. It's game time. This is the entertainment challenge where you guys are going to try to entertain us. I should draw something and then you try to guess what I'm drawing. I I would love to play Pictionary on an audio podcast, Eric. (laughs) I think that would work out very well. It's a dick and balls. (laughs) You're right. How'd you know? (laughs) so this week's game was inspired by dan and what we're going to do is we're going to sing commercial jingles and we're going to change the lyrics oh first is it's the entertainment challenge when the light's out it's less dangerous here we are now exactly so entertain us damn it okay Uh, we didn't get as many entries as last week. We only got eight this week, but that's okay. Uh, sometimes people play more than others. Maybe they didn't have an idea of what to do or, you know, but or in Jason Shin's case, he didn't have time, even though there's 72 hours to do it. And also he's on work leave right now. So he's he has time to do raids in Pokemon Go. I don't want to hear excuses. That That's a funny story. Jason, I love you, man, but I got to call you out on this and I'm going to do it on this show. 
when we used to play this game on the wrestling podcast, we only had a 24 hour window. Like I'd post the game at like eight o'clock on a Monday and you had until eight o'clock on that following Tuesday to get your entries in and then you were done. And he complained all the time about his work schedule and his life schedule and everything, not being able to let him play. He would complain about it all the time. So I fu- we finally relented and we increased it to a three day or a four day. No, it was three days. We went, we went to Thursday. Yeah, we went to Thursday. So we, we, we increased it from 24 to 72 hours, and then he just didn't play. <laughs> I'm like, I literally altered the rules for you, and now you don't play anymore. All I got to say is, I know it's easy for me to say this, but if you don't if you don't have a spare one minute in a 24-hour period of time, you need to evaluate your lifestyle and choices. I mean, I've always got a spare a spare minute in my life. I'm always busy. I never have time for no, You know what? No, I can't even lie. I, I have nothing but time. What are you doing right now, buddy? Uh, yeah, just talking to you guys. Well, hey. And uh, downloading Star Wars The Old Republic in the background. There you go. We got we have some Star Wars gaming to talk about when we're done with this, by the way. Because oh. we, we have to talk about that open world Star Wars game that's coming. Like, we have to talk about that. Yeah, we, we really do. I, I have mixed emotions on it. Uh, I know you do, but we'll, we will discuss. All right, so let's do our jingles here. And with popular demand, I'm going to uh, sing them <laughs> to, the best, to the best of my ability. So to everybody in advance, I apologize profusely for what you're about to endure. Well, I don't wait, actually wait, wait. think... But before you do the jingle, though, maybe we should... Because I'm not big on commercial jingles. Do the original first. And then do what they were trying to do. What if I don't know the original? Oh, then skip? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. All right. Well, how about this? I'll tell you where it's where it comes from. And then that way you'll know where the jingle is. And then Dan be. sings it because I probably know them all. I actually okay. do know them all. I actually do know them all. But then not all of them are singable. But all right. So the first one comes from our friend Jeff Trelowitz. And it's the Folgers slogan. The original, Eric, is the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Oh, I do. I do remember that one. Yes. Okay. The best part of waking up. So here we go. Are you going to finish it or are you just going <laughs> to? Yeah, I was waiting to. I was like, is he going to sing the original? Is he going to do the entry? I, I have no idea what's happening. Oh, he's going to do neither. Okay. So, <laughs> All right. so, so Jeff's entry is the best part of waking up. Is going back to bed. <laughs> do 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 do. <laughs> That's that, a point for me. That yeah, point for me. It's, That's a point for me too. Even though I've been actually getting up. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. I know. I actually said this the one day. I'm like, I feel so bad. I feel like I'm cheating on my bed. Like <laughs> because I keep getting out of it to go to work, and it wants it wants me to stay there. I know it does. It knows about all the other beds in this country that their people haven't left in 11 months. And you're you motherfucker leaving every day. Do you I ever did. like I... uh, wake up or lay in bed? I so do wake long up. That your back you. hurts. Yes. Yes. That is the worst because it's not fair. It's just not fair. <laughs> that is just it's wrong, motherfucker. <laughs> that's a that's a cru- that's cruel trolling. Like, not I want to lay fair. down, but I can't because now my back hurts and I got to walk around and do shit. So my back doesn't hurt. <laughs> your shoulder hurts. You, you slept wrong, oh, so your shit. shoulder hurts for three days. 
Oh, that just happened to me. All day at work, I'm like stretching my arm and like rolling my shoulder. Like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. Like, what happened? You pull a muscle, like lifting something? I'm like, no, I pulled a muscle because I'm 36. I don't know how to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I pulled the fucking muscle, damn it. Yep. That's the worst. All right. Here's our next next jingle. Uh, Eric, you'll know this one. It's the McDonald's jingle. I'm loving it. Okay. This entry comes from Jay Winger of the Board to Death Bingecast. I'm fucking it. I like it. You would. Well, I mean, first thing that comes to mind is I'm fucking an apple pie from McDonald's. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's how they get the Big Mac sauce. Did, you, oh. did Eugene Levy walk in on you? Oh, my God. We'll just... Well, Eric, we'll just tell your wife you ate it all. <laughs> I'm fucking it. All right, Dan, what do you say? Sure. Very enthusiastic. I'll uh, give it a point I, as well. Yeah, same. All right. all right. Do you know the Popeyes jingle? Love yeah, that chicken uh, from Popeyes. Oh, that Popeyes. I thought you were talking about like Popeyes the Sailor Man. Ah, okay, 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 okay. No. Yeah. All right. Boop, boop. Yeah, that's the jingle I thought you were going with. All right, this comes from our friend of the show, Adrian Cotton, Motivational News podcast host. Love that chicken from Five Guys. No, they have just... chicken? I mean, I'm sure they do have chicken. <laughs> I don't know because I, don't know. I only ever get the one thing. I, I always get like a double. Yep. Yep. I feel like that's all they should have on the menu, plus like condiments and stuff. That's it. And, and, I've never, I've never had Five Guys because I'm not a homosexual. Wow. Uh, well, it's 2021, so I guess Eric. Well, Eric, at least you and I are progressive. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I'll con- right. I'll consider <laughs> Five Guys. <laughs> this is we're, we're, we're open minded. I'll take I'll take meat from Five Guys and shove it in my mouth. Uh, you know what? It's still it's still seven less than <clears throat> Hannah's, and at least they're not angry. <laughs> hey, they're not angry anymore. They're just tired. I'm giving it a point. Okay. I'll All get right, a point yeah. for me. Yes, I, I, I like the swap there. It's good. I, I You know what? If they do have chicken, I'm going to have to just try it. Just the, one, just the once to, to say I've had a Five I'm Guys sure chicken sandwich. And Wait, did, did Adrian Cotton just make a commercial for Five Guys to us? Did he just shoot us a commercial? <laughs> did he succeed in making us go out to Five Guys and getting chicken? Dude, this guy's an entrepreneurial <laughs> genius. He came up with an idea I told you guys off the air that might actually be feasible. And would be really cool. So, yeah, this guy's this guy's using that big brain of his. Also, he only lives like an hour and a half from me, and we still have never like hung out. And I have his book, and he hasn't autographed it for me yet. And I, yes, I'm bitter about it. <laughs> You're autographing that damn book. God. This will happen. Yeah, published author too. He has books available on Amazon, just like Jeff Trelowitz, published author, has books on Amazon. You guys should read them. Some quality reading material right there. I'm actually not saying that sarcastically because somebody's going to be like, oh, sarcasm. No, they're actually really good books. You guys should read them. Like, that's the thing. Read them. Read them. Guys a mile away. Yeah, we have. We actually we're Lancaster, even though it's associated with being like Amish country and rural, the actual like urbanized portion of it is really compact. We're in that rare 
portion where there's actually two five guys to choose from. I can go to one or I can go to the good one. You have ten guys? <laughs> Which I, choose? I have lots of guys to choose from. I'll choose whatever many guys I want. Yeah, hotting dogs. We have a grilled cheese sandwich, a veggie sandwich, a BLT sandwich, a veggie sandwich with cheese. Don't have fucking chicken. Oh my god. That makes it even funnier because because they don't even now they're just lying. That's lying advertising. That's some horse shit right there. <clears throat> All right, Eric. Do you know the Oscar Mayer jingle? Uh. Maybe my blo- my baloney has a first name. It's O S C A R. Oh yeah, and it has a second name. It's M A Y E R. Well, this comes from Brian James Leon B J L. Or does it? My baloney has a first name. It's H O M E R. My baloney has a second name. It's H O M E R. As a ripoff. Of a Simpsons joke. It's not even a ripoff. It's the actual Simpsons joke. It's the actual Simpsons joke. From my favorite Treehouse of Horror, Treehouse of Horror 3. In the short Clown Without Pity. Yes, I can I can really deep delve into the Simpsons, Eric. Oh, no, that's... You, I mean... You and I should do a South Park podcast where we review every South Park episode ever. Yeah, I would love to go back and watch South Park. Well, I've already talked to the two of you about doing the same podcast idea with Rick and Morty. Yes. And I know you, you both agreed to that, so. Uh, so, Brian, I'm afraid I can't give you a point because all you did was just make a Simpsons reference. You know, I was thinking the same thing. Like, it, it's funny in Simpsons, but, like, it's not In this original. context, it's, it's not actually funny. Copy, yeah. It's literally copy and paste. Even if you actually wrote it from memory. I'm sorry, Brian, but that's going to be a no from all of us there, dog. Okay. Eric, have you ever heard of Subway? Subway, yes. Now I'm just being a dick. <laughs> I know you know what Subway is. It means underground what if trains. I yeah. Said, no. All right. So oh, I should have been like like the train stations in New York. Yes, oh, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's a joke on the Big Bang Theory when when Penny discovers that her boyfriend posted a blog with their details of their relationship, and Leonard's reading it. He goes, uh, "Just out of curiosity, is this Subway the the fast food franchise or Subway the transportation system?" <laughs> <laughs> so yes uh, Hannah it will now step up to the plate again five five dollar five dollar foot dong there seems to be a running theme for Hannah <laughs> <laughs> so we have 12 angry men now tired but they are in her pants. Uh, they were, they they were, were in her pants with a foot dong. But it's $5. only $5. So we're talking about like a guy with a foot long penis, but only charges $5 as a male prostitute. But there's 12 of them. So that's 60 bucks. That's actually a pretty good deal. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so we're like pounding. Okay. Oh my God. Well, that's a point for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pointage. Pointage. All right. Do you know the State Farm jingle? If you don't like know this. Neighbor? Like, yes. Like a good yeah. neighbor. Yeah. All right. So this comes from a friend of the show, Randy Moyer, also a valued patron. 
like a good neighbor, get out of here. That's a point for me, dog. That's how I like my neighbors. That's exactly how I like my neighbors. <laughs> Six feet away. <laughs> this is my side of the fence. That's your side of the fence. Ain't exactly the Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, that's a point for me. Yeah, that's a point. Okay, yeah, same. <laughs> so, so enthusiastic about it. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Do you know the Klondike Bar jingle for our penultimate entry? Have you heard of the Muffin Man? All right. The Muffin Man? Yes. Well, what would you do for Klondike Bar? the Muffin Man. Okay. What would I do for Klondike Bar? What would you do, ooh, ooh? Exactly. For Klondike Bar. So from Race Nerd Podcast host Matt Hardman, who would you do for that Klondike Bar? I mean, obviously, it would be 12 Angry Men. With a five dollar foot dong, obviously, that's a point for me. Is Hannah telling us a story with her entries? You know, we'll, keep, we'll just keep. Yeah, find out more on next episode. <laughs> the, the Hannah Entertainment Challenge universe. Listen, Hannah, what do you, at this point, Hannah, hearing Hannah's story, I don't think that we can entertain Hannah the way she wants to be entertained. <laughs> I mean, I'm good, but I ain't that good. <laughs> We're about nine guys too short. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nine guys and like ten inches too short. Uh, it's not the size of the hammer. It's the nail you're throwing it at. <laughs> Scary movie. Love that okay. movie. I gave it a point. I gave it yeah. a point. All right, that leaves us with our final entry. It's the uh, the old Wendy's slogan from the 1980s. Where's the beef? You know the old lady who couldn't find the beef? I love the story about that. She had emphysema, and it was a longer line, and she couldn't say it. <laughs> she literally could not get enough breath to say the full line. Actually, it makes me really sad. Wait, is that a true story, or is that just something? Yeah, like, yeah. that's a real story. The line is supposed to be like, where is all of the beef? And she couldn't and she do it. She couldn't say it in one breath. The all she could get out was, where's the beef? It sounded like she could barely get that out. Like, holy shit. <laughs> so and, from- and the original thing that they wanted to go viral was a big fluffy bun. My God, no. And that well, you know work. what? Maybe, actually. I don't know, actually. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. That might work. Yeah. You got some big fluffy buns there, girlfriend? <laughs> I know what I'm having for lunch when we're done with this now. All right, so what is this new Wendy's uh, catchphrase line? Thing? Well, of course, this comes from classic final entry man, Don Mobius. Oh, he took the, friend, took it back. Okay. He's friend of the show. And he asks, where's the queef? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's just gross. Take your point and go away. <laughs> uh, give him a point, too. All right. Okay. We have a lot of yeah, entries yeah. that got points. So, so seven out of the eight entries got full points, which is... And no one got earmarked, but guys, um, I think Hannah wins again. Does she? That's my vote. All right. So Hannah has gotten a bonus point from Dan. Uh, Hannah is not my winner this week. I actually really like that entry, and I love the the idea here. 
But the one that popped me the hardest and the one that I relate to was Jeff's entry because the best part of waking up is going back to bed. Yeah, I relate to that on a personal level. So Jeff is going to get a bonus point from me. Oh, man. That leaves Eric. (laughs) There are other things to choose from, too. You don't have to just. I know. But like, honestly, those were the two that I was thinking about. (laughs) (laughs) So like. uh, Do I go with the sex joke or should I go with the sleep joke? I love them both so much. But but I've been sleeping a lot longer than I've been fucking, so I'm gonna go with Jeff. <laughs> Isn't that true for all humans, though? <laughs> you would hope. <laughs> At some point, your fucks. I imagine catch even up porn stars your sleep. Can't, can't catch that. <laughs> I bet even Will Chamberlain had to sleep at some point. <laughs> you can sleep when you're dead. Cocaine's a hell of a drug, all right. So that was, a, that was a pretty good point grab for the week there. Uh, Jeff will walk away with five. Hannah will walk away with four. Jay, Adrian, Randy, Matt, and Don will walk away with three. And Brian will walk away with shame. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. But I know I know he was trying to pop me on the Simpsons joke, but for the, this specific context, it was not going to work. Uh, but that if I been do... A stupid sexy podcast version. I mean, we can do... We can do like... That's that's the thing. We can do specific nerd culture games. And even if it was something that I don't necessarily uh, would necessarily get all the jokes. Just as an example, uh, Doctor Who, which I know you two know way more about than I do. Like, but you can still if I could still think it's funny. And if you guys are really popping for it, then I can understand that it's funny and still awarded a point. So we can do specific stuff. And I'm going to say this again. We take game entries, guys. So if you have an idea, send it to me. I'll 100% use your ideas. And we want to we want to get a lot of variety in here, too. Like you, you saw what we did. We did an in my pants thing. And now we're doing like commercial jingles. There's the sky's the limit on what we can do. Be specific. You know, I thought I thought this week was going to be replace a word with fuck or add fuck into the title or a line. Well, we just did the in my pants thing. We can't we can't be too much. You can't do too too many similar games in a row either. But yes, I I like the idea of taking a famous line from a from a movie that does not have swearing in it or excessive swearing in it and then adding the F-bomb. Like your G and your PG movies. Like as Scar leans down to Mufasa before he throws him off the cliff and says, long live the fucking king. Mm. Or you, it means you are a fucking baboon and I am not. <laughs> it doesn't I matter. I, actually do a lo- uh, 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 I think I would just put mine right when Anakin turns on those lightsaber and Coruscant. Oh, uh, and the kids. Just, yeah. just the kid just goes fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, also, Lion King would be. Um, uh, if this is where the monarchy is going, count me the fuck out. <laughs> that would be pretty good too. Yeah, there's a lot you can. You yeah. Can work with that. You can work with a lot. Like, I mean, hell, you could even. You could even. 
we could even just add f bombs to a famous movie. Just pick a movie and be like, just pick a line, add an f bomb. <laughs> there, there's there's so much potential for for games like this. Uh, I also have an idea for a game I'd like to play on an ongoing basis. This would be among us because we've already done our wrong answer Jeopardy and everything. We can always bring that back. An idea for something where. We challenge one of the other hosts to come up with a top 10 list for something. Something pertaining to them. And I'll give you the example, and maybe I'll even issue the challenge for next week's show. Uh, But Dan, I'm genuinely curious. What are your top 10 favorite episodes of Doctor Who? Oh, shit. You have a week to compile your list and you can present it on the next show. Okay. Now, Now, I'll ask you a more generalized question. Which doctor is your favorite? Uh, Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. Really? Okay. Christopher Eccleston. I wanted to see more of him. Yeah, I wanted to see more too. Yeah. A lot more. I thought he was so good. His first line is the best. Hi, I'm the doctor. Run for your life. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So next week, we'll do the sports team game that I wanted to come up with. The uh, we'll mock some more sports teams, but I'm going to. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to issue a top 10 challenge to Dan for next week's show. I want you to come up with your top 10 Doctor Who episodes and we can discuss them. Okay. I know enough. Uh, and I know you've also seen some older Doctor Who, too. So you might even. Uh, you might even have some episodes I wouldn't know anything about. Oh, yeah. I think there's going to be at least a couple old school ones. Now, here's the other thing with this challenge. Uh, you can issue, you can only issue one challenge to a host who hasn't been challenged. So like, you know, Dan can now issue a challenge to one of us, but you can issue a challenge each week. So we each have to come up with a list for the next week. So if you had a challenge, I don't have one for Eric off the top of my head. <laughs> Eric, your top 10 favorite graphics cards. Uh. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's always changing. <laughs> I know, right? No, I don't have an actual challenge for you. I let's just stick with uh, with Dan's list for next week. But then if you want to, like, next week, if you come up with something, you're like, oh, Chris, your top 10 favorite Simpsons episodes. Like, issue that challenge, and I will have the list ready for the next week. People can also challenge us in the group if they want to, if they have, like, a top 10 they want us to do. Uh, but that depending on when you issue it may depend on when we get the list out to you. So like if we record the show on Saturday mornings and you post on Friday night, that ain't happening. You'll get it next week. Well, we'll we'll, we'll we'll do it. We'll do it this way, right? Like put something on Monday. Uh, We'll, we'll only do it for the day. Put a top 10 on, on Monday and whoever gets the most likes. That's the challenge. That There you go. Yeah. Top 10 list challenges, they can tag us and then they can say what they want the thing to be. And then people can like the list and then that could be the thing. We could do that. So if we don't actually come up with something or, well, that would be where we could come up with stuff. We could still challenge each other. Yeah. There you go. All right. You got it. Eric's Eric has figured it out. Eric has figured it out. Figure it out. Figure yeah. it out. Now, Figure. it has to be Mondays to give us time to, like, prepare and come up well, with that's stuff. that's the thing, so right? If, if, yeah. I, like, Monday when the show drops, maybe I'll just, I'll be like, okay, here's your, ch- here's the challenge. You have 24 hours to come up with a top 10 list for us to do. That way we have the rest of the week to work on it. 
So there's your, there you go. Why are you, Eric? So freaking creative. I come up with ideas sometimes. <laughs> you know what would have been a great idea? An open world Star Wars game. Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> you no, know, it's a funny word. A minute. <laughs> okay. No, don't. I mean, it depends what you call an open world, right? Like, so many games. Me, right, so let's... many games are technically open world nowadays. True. I think. I think what I would consider an open world game is a game that doesn't have any kind of restrictions on where you can or can't go from the beginning of the game, right? Unless, right, or at least for the majority of the game, maybe like the intro or something is. So you can learn the controls or whatever. But then once you're done with that, you can go anywhere on the map and do anything that you want. There's side quests, main missions, um, and you'd have to have the ability to complete your missions or quest or whatever you want to call them in any way you'd like. So a really good example of the of the missions, not, not open world, um, is if you take DSX like Mankind Divided or whatever, you have multiple ways that you can do each mission, which is you have your non-lethal, you have full-blown Rambo style, or like you could be a silent assassin and, and stealth through the entire stage and just kill the one person that you're supposed to kill or whatever, or like an espionage type of thing. To me, that's an open world game. Uh, the mission part. <clears throat> but, all right so here's here's my one feedback on that okay um because I, I was gonna ask you what you thought of the way breath of the wild did it where the dungeons weren't linear the dungeons are linear are they're not linear sorry and i absolutely love it but they kind of are linear to a point there's a certain order that if you hit them in that way everything is super easy but the right. fact that you don't have to do it that way is what makes Breath of the Wild fucking fantastic and phenomenal. Because my thing is with something like a Zelda game where there's dungeons, I liked the idea of not being uh, – of having the linear dungeons because then you acquire tools that you later need in your later dungeons and that can help make them more challenging. If it's open world, then you can create areas you don't need the hookshot. <laughs> Yeah, but well, you have to pretty much have that in all the dungeons. Right. And I think, uh, and this is where like it becomes a, a Metroidvania type uh, game. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that. Yes, um, I, well, yeah, yeah. I, last week I said Castlevania is my favorite series, so yes, I have heard of such things. Okay. So, yeah, having like a double jump as an, uh, or a hook shot or some sort of uh, like in Batman item. Arkham Asylum, the first Batman game, it was more of a Metroidvania than a full on open world. Correct. And to me, yeah, that's fine. That's fine for smaller areas or for dungeon specific stuff. I would love that. But as far as everything else, the environment itself, you would have to be able to figure out a way like, yeah, a grappling hook would be great and easy, but don't make it the only way to reach like the top of this mountain or whatever, you know? But for dungeon specific stuff, I can totally see we're needing certain tools or whatever would be great. That way you have a mixture of both. You have that open worldness and you still have that, oh, hey, I remember seeing this in this dungeon and now I have this that can break it. 
let me go over there and see what was there before. And it literally gives you incentive to go back and explore what you've already done. Because there's games that have levels, but the level is open. Like, even the last Star Wars game was like that, where you could do whatever you want, but it was on a specific map. Right. Now, would you consider that an open world game? In I don't way, I mean, that's what, that's why when I first played the first Assassin's Creed, they listed themselves as open world, and I was like, I guess technically once you got into a city, you could do what you want in the specific city. But, right. like, you can't just go from city to city in an open world environment, you know? And if it's funny... But the newer Assassin's Creed are, are open like that. I haven't played any of the new Assassin's Creed. The last one that I played was Unity. And you know why I stopped playing when, Assassin's when Creed. When did you did you play that early? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why I was like, I'm not playing Assassin's Creed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, they completely changed it with uh, Origins. I played Origins. So I haven't played the other two that come out since then. Okay. I might pick it back up. But that that's why I'm kind of concerned about the Star Wars open world game developed by Ubisoft. Oh man, they better better not fuck it up. That's that's all I'm saying. They took the title away from EA or not the title, but they took the the Star Wars franchise away from EA and then they gave it to Ubisoft. That's like That's like taking it away from CD Project Red and giving it to Bethesda. Yeah, I see like, it is more linear than that, but <laughs> It seems like, like kind of going from the same to the same ish. Oh. Right. Right. But like at least CD Projekt Red outside of, you know, Cyberpunk makes really good games. As for Bethesda, I feel like they've pumped out the same type of game using the same engine for God knows how long. And it's a buggy so mess. You're not as enth- you're not as enthusiastic about this as you probably I, should be. Well, I don't want to put too much hype into it because what if I I fell into the train with Cyberpunk that I was super fucking hyped for this game and it was a buggy fucking mess. Now I loved it. I beaten the game. I'm going to play through again once they release all the patches, but I cannot play the game again in its current state because of how buggy it actually is first patch came out yesterday i think yeah i know i haven't downloaded it yet yeah i'm waiting to pull but, it because i love witcher 3 dude well here's so here's my question the appeal is open world star wars game right mm-hmm. okay but does that make a difference if the game itself just isn't fun it's or it's got a shitty plot or you're you're stuck only being well, if it's open world, the shitty plot is easily taken care of with the openness of the world, hopefully. And I'm not worried about the plot being messed up because, honestly, the games that have come out have a better storyline than the movies that have come out. <laughs> In my opinion. Yeah. Um, well, I just played- watched two animated shows that had better storylines than any of the nine movies. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> yeah. So the story I'm not concerned about. The gameplay I am because of 
just the buggy mess that things could be. But it also depends on, like, what is it going to be about? Like, I know it's open world, but, like, who are we following? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be another issue. Is like, is it going to be a Jedi? Is it going to be a bounty hunter? Is, are you going to be able to choose? Yeah. Yeah, do you get, to choose? Yeah. Yeah, do you get choose? to choose to be a smuggler? Or, or uh, like, is there a different archetype? Is there, like, group stuff where you can get one of each kind and you can do stuff together? Like, because that's the stuff you're looking for, right? Is you're looking for having yeah. a Mandalorian and a Jedi on your team, right? Like exactly. I would I mean, love is it to gonna, play a Star Wars is game. Is it going to be an original story? Is it going to take place during the Empire? Is it going to be an older public game? Like, there's. I think that's just it. We we have we need more details before we can really know what we're in for. <clears throat> but but. From what I've heard, it's Ubisoft, and they're going to take it dark and gritty, which I will be a fan of, as long as they do it right. You know, there's a a book series of Star Wars horror novels. (laughs) They all involve Vader. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think they they all came out before there were even a prequel trilogy. So maybe. I mean, it's easy. You just have... There's just this planet with some weird fucking creatures on it, right? Like, you can yeah. just make a million books on that planet. Even easier. All you need is a hallway and a, and a Skywalker on the end of it. It doesn't matter which one. <laughs> <laughs> and really you just happen to be the poor sap in between him. And <laughs> real. Oh, fuck me. You're trying to get through this door, aren't you? Fuck. Okay. Can you imagine that as a survival <laughs> horror game? I mean, it lasts five minutes no matter what you do, but. <laughs> oh man so yeah we'll, we'll we'll go forward with uh cautious optimism i mean all they all i have is announced it so it's like you know have they even started any actual work on it like right I'm or sure is it going to be ready in time for christmas because that's fucking video games for you they either sure. announce it before they've done anything or announce it when they're almost done they announce it when they're almost done unless you're like I'm trying to think of damn. What's his what that fucking company? Activision. Activision is the only company that I know of that's just like, hey, we're gonna make this game, and they're like, cool. And then 13 years later, like we're releasing this game that we said we were making 13 years ago. Like, what the fuck? Do you know it'd be friggin' phenomenal to have like a game company come out and be like, hi guys, we've been quiet for a little bit, but uh, we've just come up with this game and it will be released uh friday you're just like wait what what and then you start reading about it, you're like what they kept this a secret they did that they did that and it's it's a it's a really good fucking game and surprisingly enough it's from ea that's what they did with uh, apex legends <laughs> apex and legends then, then, like you can download it right now <laughs> yeah and it's a free game on top of that yeah so that's the thing you can do that with a free game that's good but don't try to do that shit with like a new console generation. <laughs> like Sega did. They yeah. killed them. <laughs> oh man. By that, the way, that's, that's available in stores right now. <laughs> like what? That, that's another thing. It really also depends on the price of the game because I'm okay with paying for DLC or like full on expansions or whatever. As long as the original game is either like it's got to be super cheap, right? Like, let's say this game is an open world game and you get this planet and it's like 
$30, my expectations aren't as high as a, a $60 game. And then all of a sudden, like, hey, there's an expansion to this game, and it's a completely different planet. And then that's how they're going to do the story content. It's just like, oh, there's a story for every planet or whatever, and each expansion goes from one planet to another. I'm okay with that. <clears throat> well, if DLC is going to actually expand the game, then yeah. Right. I just don't want to pay for shit. We're just like, hey, now your lightsaber can be like purple. You want a Mace Windu lightsaber? Well, you better chuck down four ninety nine. <laughs> Every time you kill somebody, the that person goes motherfucker and then dies. <laughs> I might pay four ninety nine. Uh, yeah, for that, I actually, actually yeah, I'll pay for that. That sounds funny as shit. Hold on a second. Time out. Time out a second. You can't. We we can't. We can't rip on them for making microtransactions and then get excited about the microtransactions. <laughs> Motherfucker uh, edition. Yeah, we can. That's what EA does all the time. <clears throat> well, that's a different. That's a whole different. I, you know what? I'm excited for it. I just don't want to put my hopes all the way up there because lately, like, game companies that I've trusted have disappointed me. Like, so Bethesda and CD Projekt Red have both disappointed me recently. And had this been like they come out and said hey open world game uh from the same people who've made um what's that fucking game ghost of tsushima or something or whatever right. sucker punch sucker punching uh the yeah, i would have been like oh fuck yeah this could be amazing and then it comes out and it's bad now i'd be disappointed again so the fact that they're going with a company that's already has a track record of making glitchy <laughs> uh, cash grab games i'm kind of like ah it can only go up from here, <laughs> you know. So that's what you want to think. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's an interesting question. Uh, I was talking to my friend Megan earlier. Shout out to Megan, by the way. Hey, Megan. Well, first, we're, t- we're first we're talking about UFC, and then we're because she's a big UFC fighter. She's the one that's wants to do a podcast on our channel, and trust me, she knows her UFC. She knows her MMA. She's got friends that do that, but. She's also a gamer and we're chatting about it. And she was like, so what's been your favorite video game storyline or campaign? Because her two favorites are Gears of War and Skyrim. And I immediately started thinking about that right off the top of my head. When it comes to video game plots or campaigns, the very first games I thought of were Portal. The the mystery... The mystery of everything, everything unraveling, and then the sequel. And what happens next? You're like, oh, God, I'm back here again. Like, and the campaign is just so much fun. It's challenging, but it's that it's the it's the best kind of challenge where you feel smarter when you beat it instead of like there's no challenge that's based on unfair difficulty or controls or anything like that. It's all about thinking with portals. Yeah, it's all problem solving. Nothing's impossible, but nothing's easy. So it's it's that perfect kind of challenge. You feel so accomplished when you beat it. And it's funny. And then I started thinking about the Zelda games. I'm like, well, when it comes to like storylines in Nintendo games, there aren't that many. But Zelda always has an actual storyline, even though the base plot is Ganon bad Zelda kidnap. <laughs> they still modify it in a lot of ways. My two favorite I would love Zelda to games. play a Zelda game where you actually play as Princess Zelda and you're rescuing oh, there, Link. 
<laughs> it's on the CDI. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, there's two of them on the CDI, except that Let me they're... rephrase that. I would like to play a good Zelda game where you can... Oh, piss, see, no, you, no, you didn't say that. You I just said you wanted it. a Zelda I game. I implied it. Uh, no, 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 no. You better choose your words, sir. <laughs> all right. My two favorite Zelda games of all time are A Link to the Past and Twilight Princess, both of which have excellent plots that twist, turn, and have some... Ha- you know, they, they're just they're just fun plots, you know, I know that. And then, you know, people love the plot line behind Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask and Link's Awakening, which is your favorite. Yeah, and, and those are great plots, too. Like the Zelda games have excellent plots. And the whole game is just a big campaign, but they're fun. And then I thought of the Rockstar games and the Arkham games. And I'm just like, yeah, these games... They, they not only do they have fun campaigns, but they've got fun plots, too. I mean, between freaking Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption, Rockstar takes that open world plot that we all love. Sandbox gaming, but they have a great story, too. Well, there you go. Open world Star Wars game from Rockstar. Well, that would just be the greatest game ever made. <laughs> and online there's three protagonists. One is a Jedi. One is a Mandalorian. One's yeah, a Jedi, one's a Mandalorian, one's a smuggler. Yeah. No, fuck there it. You go. Make make it interesting. One's a Jedi and is, and the other's a Sith. A Jedi and a Sith and a, and a They don't know hunter. the other ones and they don't know the other no, ones. No, fuck it. They know it. They know it, but they don't care because they have a common goal. Oh shit, is this like freaking good omens? <laughs> Where one's a devil and the other's an angel, but they're best friends? Yes. We'll and they're trying like to that. prevent the end of the world? Okay. Man, why aren't you a video game developer, Eric? I, uh, I lack focus. <laughs> oh, that'll do it. He needs one of us to feed him the seed of the idea first. And then he can germinate it. There I just, go. yeah, I twist ideas in full. <laughs> All right, well, whatever. what do you guys think? Uh, best campaigns, plots, and video games. What are some of your favorites? Bioshock. Oh, Bioshock. That's a good one. That's a good one. A man chooses, a slave obeys. I have an entire collection of games. I'm not sure if you're going to remember these or not, or if you ever played them. Um, Read your suit, Larry. (laughs) Legacy of Cain. Okay. Have you ever played those games? I have not. No, no. Legacy of Cain, Soul Reaver, Soul Reaver 2, Defiance. Anyway, you play as uh, a vampire, and there's a story to it. It's a PlayStation slash Dreamcast era. So it it made its way from the PS1 and and worked its way to PS2. Um, The story is just phenomenal. I can't play the games now because they're, they're dated. I am now a graphics snob, so. Uh, but currently, oh no, you're one of those. I can't play past games that try to make themselves look good. If they added some sort of artistic, you know. Yeah, I feel the same a lot, a lot similar about that mid generation there, where just a lot of jaggies, and it's just yeah, it doesn't, it just looks so bad. I don't know. Right. I can still go back and play Goldeneye. Yeah, but. N64, they at least tried to smooth it out a little bit. PlayStation. We're talking like PlayStation 1 and early PlayStation 2. It's just like, no, don't go there. 
<laughs> yeah, there's this generation of games where, and it's it's funny because Sly Cooper came out on the PS2, but they went that artistic, you know, yeah. cartoonish thing, which ages way better than what they were trying to do with like the Legacy of Kane, where they were trying to make everything as realistic as possible. Imagine trying to make a realistic PlayStation One game. It's just not going to look good now. You know what I mean? I yeah. Know. So isn't the legacy of Cain? Is that like Cain when Cain killed Abel? The old Bible story, right? And it, the, it's related to that. Yes. Yeah. It changed him and turned and turned his family, his generations of family after him, into vampires. Yep. Into essentially vampires. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a there there's a story of him. Basically that story, but retold. And then there's the Legacy of Cain, Soul Reaver, which follows uh, Ezreal, which basically at this point in the timeline, all of the vampires started to mutate and have, um, like, they either grow wings or whatever, but they get mutations. And Cain is always the first one to get a mutation because he's the first vampire. So he's always been, you know the one basically um except for this point Ezreal got the mutation first and it was wings so he went to show Cain and Cain got jealous and ripped his wings off and killed him and then he comes back as a soul reaver and basically he's he collects souls and stuff like that but he's trying to figure out um like he's trying to get to Kane to kill him. Basically, it's a revenge story, and you think that it just happened, but this is like almost a thousand years after Kane's killed you, but you don't know it. And there's a story and plot, and it's really good. But DSX Human Revolution is by far my favorite, like newish game or newer game with a story. The DSX games are like. Which one is Human Revolution? That's the first one. Mankind okay, Divided. Okay, so the first one of the modern series. Okay, that one I played all the way through. Yeah. And it's phenomenal. Mankind Divided uh, amplifies that, but I like the fact that you start with nothing in Human Revolution, and then by the end, you're like this ultimate fucking killing machine that can do pretty much anything. Um, DSX, Mankind Divided, starts you off at that killing machine level yeah. and you're like well, it's okay it's, it's a sequel right so i mean they got yeah but it doesn't <laughs> give you any any way to to there's no progression it just feels like well okay i'm maxed out but now i don't feel any stronger mm-hmm. I feel the same what about the fight in the first the first one where you're fighting the guy in the the models of the human body and if you got the free upgrade earlier in the game he with your optics Oh, such a good fight. <laughs> so well done. Yeah. Just like in Batman, Arkham City, where you have to fight Mr. Freeze, but anything you do, he learns after the first time you do it, so you can't beat him in the same way again. Oh, That's so one of my favorites. That's so one of the best boss battles. It's one of the you, hardest. you get him from the vents, and then he freezes the vents. You get him from above, he takes that he you have to you have to use all your cleverness. Such Any takedown you do, you can't do it a second time. It's so great. He's smart, so he knows that. Oh well, if he's doing that, could you imagine it's if so the, good. all of the AI in that game was Mister Freeze? 
That game would be so fucking hard. Uh, all right. Like, so, even, even if regular guys with machine guns were fought like Mr. Freeze. Demon no, no, Souls no, no. Arkham. <laughs> yeah, Demon Souls. Like, Arkham just the Soul. fact that they learn how you took you took one out, so they they you can't take them out the same way. I mean, they do like eventually they move on to things like they start getting like the night vision goggles, so you can't hide on the gargoyles and stuff like that, or they blow up the gargoyles. So, like it, it slowly over the game, get, uh, things happen. That makes more sense, actually. <clears throat> My favorite is when you'll you'll be super stealthy in like in Arkham Asylum. You'll go into the room and the, all the thugs are in there and you'll slowly just take them down. But they never, ever spot you. So they just suspect Batman's there, but they don't know how. And when you get down to the last one, he's just in full panic mode and he's like shooting his gun off in random directions because he's just he has <laughs> no idea how to handle what's about to happen. And. You know, that kind of actually reminds me of, like, the uh, old Batman cartoon. Which I've been watching on HBO Max. Do they got it on HBO Max? Oh, man. Yeah. Batman the Animated Series. They do. Starts off with a two-parter called The Cat and the Claw, where he, Bruce Wayne, is on a date with Selina Kyle. And then they're also working together at night to try and stop the Red Claw. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, those were my games. I really don't have another entry. I can always say the Final Fantasy games, but the Final Fantasy games have always been about story. So Super Mario RPG. Like I said, I could mention the Final Fantasy games, but the Final <laughs> Fantasy game. <laughs> Super Mario RPG was good. It was good. Has a great but, plot. Yeah. And it just unravels. The further you go, Bowser becomes your ally. Peach becomes a fighter. And then Gino becomes a copyright nightmare. <laughs> Let Gino and Smash, you cowards. Well, now at this point, we need Waluigi and Smash. What the hell? Wait, they give us what, a piranha plant. Do they give are their copyright issues on Gino? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's, he's, he's an original creation for that game from Square. Oh, my God. And Square's not giving him up, is it? No, of course not. Nope. Nope. But that's fine. You know, we got Sephiroth and Cloud. <laughs> yeah, how about that? By the way, when I, when, I played it, when I played as him, as because I always do a test fight when the new characters drop, I'm like, who should I beat up? I'm like, Cloud. It has to be Cloud. Who else could it be? Sephiroth. Who else could it have been? Well, yeah, role well, playing. I mean, I, mean, I mean, if you had anybody, it would be Aries, but uh, of course she's not in there. So, <laughs> well, I mean, she could stab her, stab her right through the back, dude. All right, well, that makes that makes for a really fun conversation. Before we wrap up on video game plots, though, like, have there ever been a really old school game that actually had a good plot to it, <clears throat> like? I'm talking about like pick the pixel generation. You couldn't pixel really do it much of it. Like I just yeah. mentioned Super Mario RPG, but there there were other games. Yeah, like Final Fantasy VI. Is that your favorite one? Final Fantasy VI. It was Super Nintendo. It was the um, yeah, it was the first fucking Final Fantasy game I ever played, and it has um, what's his name? The villain Kefka 
just look up Kefka Final Fantasy 7 or Final Fantasy yeah, 6. The clown. Yeah. Oh my god, you think Sephiroth's bad. No, bro. Kefka's the shit. Kefka's like the bad guy of bad guys. Kefka can make Palpatine go, all right, calm down. <laughs> I like uh, when you fight the Final Fantasy villain in Mario RPG. It's the hardest fucking so fight hard. in the game, man. I know, the that's the idea. Game. Yeah, hello. That's creepy. But <laughs> sent the, uh, the, the Kefka. All right. Um, I'm surprised you didn't mention this one, Eric. Chrono Trigger. Oh my god, yeah. Chrono Trigger is fucking phenomenal, too. Say so you love Chrono that Trigger. Game. Chrono hey. Trigger is in my top five of best RPGs of all time. Now that I got my two monitors set up, I can stream some more Super Nintendo. Maybe I will play Chrono Trigger for the first time ever, and yep. everybody can watch it and the get mad when I I'm have... not doing the... Go for it. I Well, I'm going to need people to tell me how to get the perfect ending. Well, yeah, oh. do like the right things at the carnival in the beginning, right? <laughs> yeah, if you don't do that carnival stuff in the beginning, yeah, you you, you lose your character, and then that that's pretty much it. Um, and then you can beat the game with frog, <laughs> but that's that it's not the same. I the thing with Chrono Trigger that always gets me, even to this day, is that I don't know where all the boss fights are. So sometimes I'll be walking and I'm like, when was the last time I saved thinking to myself and then all of a sudden boss encounter and I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking time. Well, there you go. What's your favorite uh, plot point or campaign in a video game, folks? We want to know. Drop them in the comments. We want to know what your. are uh... We want to know a lot of things about our. Uh our wonderful listeners here. We want to be interactive with you guys here. So tell us, uh, tell us about some of those swear words that offend you. Tell us about times you've been mistaken for the employee or my favorite. When somebody approached me in the interventions bowling shirt with my name tag on, looked at the name tag and looked at me and said, do you work here? You get the opposite problem. And I'm like, well, I ain't wearing this shirt for fun. Damn. Are you, who's hungry? I'm starving, bro. Eaten. I haven't, yeah, there you go. I haven't done shit today. Well, get your ass over to Smashburger. Oh, wait, you can't. They're closed on the weekend. Oh, but no, it's, it's Monday. Today's it's Monday. Monday. That's when people are listening to the episode. Oh, today is Monday, I guess. <laughs> not get for me. Not right now. I'm fucking hungry right now. <laughs> it's Saturday. I get that, that, does not, that does not help. This does not compute. This does not spark um, joy. Uh, you're under arrest. Yeah, he uh, literally uh, confused Roger the fuck Roger. out of me. I was just like, "Did I not call? I just did two no called no shows. What the <clears> fuck?" <laughs> so here's everybody's everybody's homework. Next week, Dan's going to present us with his top ten Doctor Who episodes. After this episode drops in our in our Facebook group, I'll try to put up something that day. Probably be more towards Monday night, but if you want to get a jump on it, you can. Do you guys want to challenge one of us to come up with a top ten list and? Just put it in the comments and then everybody else look at what the options are. Hit that like button and whichever one's getting the most reactions, the most engagements, we'll try to tackle that one next. Now, if you have one individual, make sure you specify who it is. Don't just be like, if, if you just say your top 10 favorite movies, 
I'm going to assume you're talking to all three of us and you want each of us to do a list there. And maybe you do, but just specify. Just be specific. Be specifical. Keep playing the entertainment challenge. We'll have a new game next week. Remember, your points get totaled throughout the year, so it's okay to miss a week or two, but you don't want to because people can pass you pretty quickly. I mean, Hannah's already up to 10 points. Jeff Trelowitz is already up to 8. So you guys got some catching up to do if you start playing next week. Don't dally. There'll be a prize at the end of the year, guys. I will personally buy you a prize. Well, I know what prize Hannah will want. (laughs) I don't know if I can afford that. Oh, no, it was only $5. Never mind. I can totally afford that. (laughs) Uh, Check out our Among streams. And uh, Dan, tell us, tell uh, all the listeners out there where else they can see some streaming action every day in 2021. Yes, every day, twitch.tv slash ckcc online. That also includes our Among Us streams on uh, Saturday evening. So come and see as I play different games. And I got some, I got plans for more creative content with the two monitor setups. Going to make stuff a lot easier. So please check that out. And if you guys have ideas, you have feedback, whatever, just send it to us. We're always open to stuff. That's the thing, right? Like it's an CKCC radio is supposed to be interactive with the listeners. That's what tries to set us apart from the other hoity-toity podcasts. Let's be honest here, guys. Podcasts really are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere out there. They are. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so by so please, uh, please. Oh, this is actually pretty funny. I just checked the email to see if anybody sent me any podcasts. And as you guys listen to this, uh, there will be a new episode of the Race Nerd podcast out where the title is Salty Stewart, where Matt talked about Tony Stewart. <laughs> so I, I love that that came back. That we, We're also really good at going full circle on this show. We really are. Yeah. This um, show is I all about going new full circle. That I kind of wanted to... I, I'm still in the works, but I haven't brought this up. But I think it might actually go through where I will be um, uh, contacting a couple of distributors and I'll be able to sell PC parts uh, pretty soon. So I might be making an online store. So uh, anybody who's interested in, like, you know, building a gaming PC or whatnot, I might be able to hook you guys up with a discount pretty soon. Well, we'll see how that goes. There you go, buddy. Uh, you can follow you can follow us on Twitter at Chris O'Mealy, at HH2 News, and at TechBadger6. You can also follow CKCC Radio online at CKCC Radio. And the Nerd Table at the Nerd Table Pod, also on Facebook. I think that pretty much wraps it up. Well, we got some food to eat. We got some games to play. We got a lot of stuff to do. But most importantly, guys, we want y'all out there to stay nerdy and keep joining us and keep supporting us. Any final words, boys? Uh, I'm going on lunch. I'll catch you guys next week. God damn it. All right. Eric's useless until he gets back from lunch. (laughs) That was that was that was the thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so keep supporting us, guys, and keep checking out all the new content. We'll see you guys next week for more great content like this. Be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.